This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 7.03 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ed Norris, Rob Long, Jeremy Kahn. So there's trouble in Pittsburgh. We said this either earlier this week or late last week that I bet the people in Pittsburgh are complaining about Mike Tomlin. We said that, didn't we? Yep. Well, Mark Madden of 105.9, the X in Pittsburgh, was quoted in saying, I don't think Tomlin ever was a good coach. I think when you look back at the history of his career, you're going to say this guy did a lot with somebody else's players, leaders, and culture. And then it went to hell after that. He'll still get in the Hall of Fame for a lot of reasons, but he doesn't deserve anywhere near it. He should have to buy a ticket to get into Canton. <laughs> Again, that's Mark Madden, the 105.9, the X. So. In Pittsburgh. And let me just say something about Mark Madden first, because Mark Madden has been a loud mouth, um, what would you call him, a mouth breather who's just, he, he loves to throw crap at the screen and talk trash. Used to be on, a, what, WCW as a wrestling announcer, and he kind of brings some of that into his sports talk radio where he just says obnoxious things. And I'm not saying that there can't be some validity to what he's saying. All I'm saying is take it with a grain of salt for where it's coming from. Um, but that being said, like there are a lot of Steeler fans that feel that he's living off of what he's done before. Um, I would also say that once you lose your Hall of Fame quarterback and then you're searching for another one, you can see how different. I don't care if you're a great coach or not, because look it up at New England, what's been going on since they lost their guy. Yeah, we're going to say that he's not a great coach now. I, I just I, I think some of that this is where it gets lost. I think we're we're using what's happening right now to make a statement about somebody to say that's who they've been. And that's not the case because Mike Tomlin clearly deserves to be in the hall of fame. So you think he is a hall of fame coach without a question. Ed Norris, is he a hall of fame coach? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, we, no we, validity to him living off of somebody else's. I don't buy any of that stuff. I, I don't care who it is. You're in the chair and you were a chair for a long time. I think it's tougher to win with somebody else's players than it is to, yeah. you know, you're you're trying to develop what you want, and you you're going to find players that fit that scheme, right? So now, if you have some, what did we talk about with Kevin Willard when he came here? Oh, he did a nice job with somebody else's players. Now let's see what he does with his own. Well, it just makes me angry up. when people do this because, yeah, as soon as you you've been a great coach for 15 years, 18 years, now all of a sudden the team struggles a little bit. Ah, he was never that good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why don't you point that out when they were fourteen and two? And you yeah, know. of course, yeah. of course they didn't. Yeah, Mike, uh, Mark Madden, you can hear directly from the horse's mouth. This is what he had to say about Tomlin. It goes back to ever since Tomlin lost Cowers' leaders. 
I used to be one who didn't discredit Tomlin for winning a Super Bowl with Cowards players. But in retrospect, as we get further and further away, that's exactly what he did. He won with Tomlin's players. He won with Tomlin's leaders. He won with Tomlin's culture. And when all those things flipped over to him, the Steelers ain't been worth a damn since. And you don't you don't agree with that? Me? Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying that. Uh, well, no, I don't. I don't agree with his statement there because I think it's too broad. I, I feel like if we're talking about recent years, ever since they got those crappy quarterbacks and Big Ben left, we've been waiting, right? Mm-hmm. Mason Rudolph, not the answer. Kenny Pickett, not the answer. Mitch Trubisky, hell no. No. Like, Find a quarterback and see what that team looks like. Show me like. one team that wins without a good quarterback. Let me give you four, three. Give me give you the last four years for Bill Cowher. Last four years. Six and ten, finished third. Fifteen and one, that was um, Ben Roethlisberger, right? Mm-hmm. Finished first. It was his rookie year. Eleven and five, won the Super Bowl. His next year, eight and eight. So those are his last four years. All right, six and ten, fifteen and one, eleven and five, eight and eight. Now here's Mike Tomlin's first year, first four years. He took him from eight and eight, ten and six, twelve and four, nine and seven, twelve and four. He took over eight and eighteen, and he went ten and six, twelve and four, nine and seven, twelve and four. You want to go on twelve and four again? So I don't understand how. He's taking somebody else's call. He he didn't stop winning as they got away from Bill Cowher. You know, 2014, 11 and 5. 2015, 10 and 6. 2016, 11 and 5. 17, 13 and 3. Okay, this is 2017, they're 13 and 3. Cowher left in 06. That's 11 years away. Who is still on that team from Bill Cowher? Yeah. Who's still on the team? That's just a butthurt Steelers fan that has a radio job in Pittsburgh that <clears throat> he's a loud mouth. And again, like to point some of this stuff out, I think the one thing that we've respected from or respected about Mike Tomlin is the ability to keep his team over. He's had some trashy ass teams right. that have gone over 500. And I think I think what happens is you get it's the same thing that happened here where you get a little spoiled yeah. from having a good team year after year and then something goes awry and then you're like Wait a minute. We used to be good all the time. Why aren't we good now? It's yeah. funny you said that because Mark Madden put up a fan poll. 85% of people said that uh, Tomlin should be fired. Okay. 5,500 votes. 5,500 votes. Okay. that's He should be fired. Put up the fan vote that says he's overrated. Those are saying two different things. Yeah. They're probably New England fans that think uh, Bill Belichick should be fired. There's some Ravens fans that want Harbaugh out of here. But does it mean this because they think he should be fired and he's overrated? Those are two different statements. Maybe the the state of the program right now, the state of the organization right now, yes, you need a, you need a fresh start. But ask those same people if 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 Mike Tomlin is overrated. I just, I, it's the world we live in. It, is it, it, it just is. It's just ridiculous. You, you have people who have a tremendous record of success, uh-huh. and all people want to do is crap on them and yep. tear them down. Let's go. Let's get one call. This is from a, a Steeler fan himself, Danny and Severin. What's up, Danny? Hey. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. No, I'm. I take what you said. He's a leader of men, and he's done a great job. They've only had three coaches since Chuck Noll. I mean, Chuck Noll, Cowher, and him. So they must be knowing what they're doing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I yeah. look, I think there's something to be said about Steelers' ownership that gives these guys opportunities to turn it back around, mm-hmm. and each one of them has. Like, they were ready to fire Bill Cowher, and then he won another championship uh, because they let him stay. Remember, if you go mm-hmm. back to the early 2000s, there were that's when I first started in radio, and they were like, got to get rid of Bill Cowher. Then all of a sudden, this Mike Tomlin guy comes along. It's like, well, you can't replace Cowher with this. You don't know until the guy comes in. We had no idea about Harbaugh. I mean, the scary Special thing. Special teams coach. Yeah, the scary thing criticizing was Jason it. Garrett was their first choice. Yeah. God, what if you had to sit here and watch that a-hole clap every time something <laughs> yeah. went wrong? They put they, him on TV, and I'm like, what's he doing on TV? He's awful. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Rumors that Tyler Glass now going to the Dodgers. Man, this thing is getting scary in L.A. We'll talk about that at 730. But on the other side, Kamish, it's your Baltimore. Oh, good. I just want to talk about something here. Um, i going to ask you guys a question. It's the holidays. Is it okay to exclude people from a holiday party because of race? Mm. You, you talk to me? Rob Almost. hasn't invited me to any of his holiday parties. Damn right. Some people were disinvited in this one. Commissioners mm. Baltimore up next. I got a thing to two say about this one. I'm hoping so. Right here on the fan. <laughs> Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Ed Norris's favorite day. Friday, babe. And this commission's Baltimore. What you got, commission? Well, the mayor of Boston, um, that's a Michelle Wu, is apparently not dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> um. This is just like sometimes when I see people in positions of power do some of the dumbest crap, it really makes me shake my head. Like, what? I just tell you what she did. I mean, and I brought up the I tease it with is it okay to exclude people based on their skin color? Um, I think the answer to that should be no. Oh, that's what you were looking for? Resounding no, yes. (laughs) But well, I'll run this by you and see how you feel. Anyway. She decides this, you know, they're going to have a little Christmas celebration, holiday party, whatever. So she sends out, her staff sends out an invitation for her, a uh, woman named Dos Santos. Um, sends it out to like, the, the Boston City Council. <laughs> it is, and they send it out to all the members. Um, <laughs> it is a holiday party for, quote, Electeds of color. Oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> they had to rescind 15 invitations they sent to white people. They actually rescinded the invitations. And it said it was just for people of color. 
And I guess she's including herself, because she's Wu, I assume is a Chinese name. Um, she's from Chicago, though. Well, she's Chinese American, Asian American. Um, but I'm just like, what? What's the cutoff? Can I ask the important question? What? What's the cutoff of percentage that you have to be to be defined as something or another? I don't know. You, you, like, and I don't, I don't mean that to come across the wrong way, but like, how many times have you looked at somebody and said, oh my God, you're what? Or, or nowadays you have people tell you they're something and it's, they're not. So. Well, this is, well, yeah, like, or, what's the name? Well, Rachel Liz, Dolezal. Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Native American, you're not, whatever. But what it gets me is this is supposed to be, the, we're driving a wedge that's just so deep between everybody, everybody. And what's really galling, I can't wrap my mind around, is the woman who sent the, the name, uh, excuse me, the invitation out, is the director of city council relations. Her name is Denise Dos Santos. And next to her name, she has parentheses, she, her, hers. So you want your pronouns straight and you're going to invite everybody. Should you be the most tolerant people in the world and inclus- inclusive of everyone? Like include everybody. It's a holiday party. Yes. It's a holiday party. And now you tell the white people they can't come. It's like, what is wrong with this? What so is wrong with everybody? So what is this party? Uh, Why don't you tell uh, us? It was yesterday. We didn't get the invitation, Rob. It, it was yesterday at 530 at the Parkman House, 33 Beacon Street in Boston. Man, I missed that one. Um, I just, and when, you know, you ever do these things where you, you, you think it's about something, you're fighting with your wife or you, something with a co-worker, and also you let me put myself in issues and see how I sounded, or, and you kind of go, uh what if she said somebody sent an invitation and excluded the black members or the Asian members? You, you'd be you'd be fired before you you know your ass hit the chair. There'd be all kinds of public outrage, and this is just a news story that you know, you know, and then and then after disinviting the white people, Mr. Santos sent out a, another um, email, basically saying that you know I, what, what does she actually say that she, I just. I hope people aren't offended by this. Um, I didn't, you know, wasn't meant to hurt anybody. But what is this? You know, they talk about right wing racist. This is left wing racist crap. <laughs> it's all it is. Yeah, and it's just it's a remarkable. Like both the country's so divided. And you you talked about the new um, speaker. Yeah. Like, can we find anybody who's like somewhere in the middle anymore? Well, you do know whether this is right or wrong. This is new. This party's been going on for a while. That's not the first time they've done it. Well, they should have never had it. I'm just saying it's not the first. It's not. It's not. It's not new. Yeah, so I got. Confused. I don't know why it came up now. I went to a whites only party, and apparently everyone was supposed to dress in white. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> Actually, I don't get invited to those parties. Either. Do you bring your own? Do you have, any, like do you have anything? Do you have <laughs> anything that's linen? Do I have anything that's other just than your, white? other than your your white uh, what you sleep in? <laughs> <laughs> do you own anything linen? No, I think so. No. You know that you don't lend it to be a hoodie. Seriously. I, I asked my wife, like, what should I put the the washer on with my shirt? And she says, what's the shirt say? I said, Pink Floyd. It didn't tell me. So anyway, that's another dad joke for later. <laughs> but this, I mean, this whole thing is, it's just so stupid on so many different levels. Like, and it happens all the time where, like, it's one thing to try to push the narrative of being supportive of this or that, but when you exclude other people from it, it's always going to be deemed, you know, from one side or the other, whatever you're looking at. I don't know how most people can't look at this and say, yeah, it's wrong. 
But I think stuff like this has been going on for a long time. Well, this has been going on for 10 years, this party alone. But it, it shouldn't. And it's like, it reminds me. Do you remember we all got taught this, um, this social experiment they did on children? Where they had the blue-eyed kids sit in the front rows and the brown-eyed kids sit in the back rows. Mm-hmm. And how they felt. And it just, this is human nature. When you exclude people who are basically good people otherwise, doing nothing wrong, but because of the way they appear... You know, they, they were trying to make the blue-eyed kids look superior to the brown-eyed kids and make them feel that way. And it's like, why would people still do that? And, like, these are supposed to be the best minds we have running cities, right? Countries. Yeah. and It's like, they're like the worst. Let me tell you something. If there was a pack of wolves, would they pick the dumbest one to lead them? <laughs> no. Animals would never do that. You would have, you know, Simba. It's like your your leader. (laughs) Mufasa. You don't pick the idiot. And it's like, we have idiots running our major cities. It's just mind-blowing. There's there's so many levels of this. And then the big problem that we've all talked about now is, like, depending on where you stand politically, there's no more negotiating for things. It's just, let me try to get everything I want in here and try to get this, and then, then we fight over everything. But if we're arguing whether this is right or wrong, that's one thing. But the thing is, these events happen in every city. When they invite uh, uh, people of color to a party, the, the 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 issue here is her her what is she? The director. They accidentally, she sent, accidentally it out. sent it out. They, they, this has been going on for a decade. I'm yeah. sure you can find these parties in Baltimore. You probably can find these parties. Well, you definitely in, find them Baltimore. In every major every major <laughs> city. Find them here. In every major city. I mean, they invite people of. You know, there's an association, and this is what they do. So I, I, you know, this is this has been going on for like a decade. It's actually, this really isn't an association. Though. This is just minority members who have been elected to office. It's not like they're members of the Masons or something. But is there is the group called Minority Members who have been elected to office? That's what I mean. There's yeah. probably a, some kind of association, some kind of membership. This happens in every major city. Membership has its privileges. All right, happens every major city. Doesn't make it right. (laughs) But I'm just saying, I think I think that's the argument. The fact that she did it, what she did was revealed it by accidentally inviting people. Well, I'm sure they'd know anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I would say if if I didn't know about a party and didn't get invited, no hurt, no harm, no foul. But if you invite me and then tell me I can't come because I'm white, (laughs) I'm gonna feel a kind of way about it. But but again, there's there's a lot of people that have gone through similar things. Um, I've never, I've never been uninvited to a party because I was black, but I'm sure I haven't been invited because of <laughs> Gordon McGinnis well, joins us. It may have been another reason at 8:30, <laughs> but on the other side, no, no, there would be no other reason. Uh, thoughts of Tyler Glass now headed to the Dodgers. This thing is getting out of hand in baseball. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the Fan. 7:33 in the AM. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the Fan. You know, we talk about the Dodgers and signing free agents, namely uh, Otani. But um, we also talked about the way this contract is reconstructed, or constructed, I should say, that's going to allow them to do other things. We heard weeks ago that the Rays were looking to part ways with both Tyler Glassdale and Randy Rosarena. Uh, looks like the rumor uh, rumors are right now that Glass now in the, uh, could be headed to Los Angeles with the Dodgers, uh, according to several reports, including baseball MLB trade rumors, which is normally spot on. Los uh, LA uh, New York Post also uh, reports it as well as MLB.com. 
reporting this as well. How much does he help that rotation? Uh, look, if he can stay healthy immensely. But, um, you know, look, the Dodgers are an embarrassment of riches. They have five MVPs on their roster. Uh, they're still making moves in the offseason. How many World Series do they have in the last 10 years? One. It's one, right, in the short yeah, season. Yeah, that's it. Um, but they've been there. They've been in the playoffs. Yeah. They've given them some opportunity. Not? To, yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> like I, I still think Dave Roberts is one of the worst managers in baseball, but this is what we got into with the, the whole Mike Tomlin thing. He's got more talent than everyone else, so he's going to be there all the time. I just think when you get there, we get to poke holes in you with how you manage when the yeah. games get tight. I mean, I like Joe Torre, but I felt that way when, he, when the Yankees had that run. I was like, I can manage that team. Mm-hmm. Just to hand a lineup card and smoke a cigar. Well, I mean, look. I thought Joe Torre was a better manager, though. Me too. I, mean, I said that. Yeah. 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 But, but, you but know, I'm saying, when you get that much talent, you're like, well, how hard can that be? When you look at some of the teams that they have, um, that they've assembled and put together, so it's weird seeing some of the guys that they've drafted and been there for a long time and whether or not Clayton Kershaw comes back and everything else. They've been, you think about the Trevor Bauer situation and how that went down, uh, Urias, the, another domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Walker Bueller got hurt last yeah. year. I mean, they've they've been through the ringer with injuries, but now here, what what happens? They're just going to throw more money at it and come back with even a better team. And again, I've talked about if anybody could eat the Shohei Otani contract, it would be a team like the Dodgers if something went wrong. Not only that, you talk about the superstars that they have, guys. Also, reportedly in that deal is Manuel Margot. Um, Manuel Margot, for those of you who don't watch baseball regularly, is a very good, very good outfielder, center fielder, preferably. Um, he can bat from leadoff. He can bat sixth. anywhere in the lineup. Yeah, really. I mean he's a, he's a career um, uh, right on the seven hundred OPS guy. Career uh, on base percentage around three ten, but he's a speedster. Um, he's stolen as many as twenty bases and twenty four opportunities in one year. Uh, every year, I think his worst year may have been seven. One year, that's when he played limited games in twenty twenty two with some injuries. But he's twenty nine years old. You're going to make him what your fourth outfielder. That's how deep you are. Well, he's he's rotating. I mean, that's how deep you're gonna be. See, I, Tyler Glass now is obvious. Mm-hmm. You know what you're mm-hmm. getting out of Tyler Glass now. But now you're throwing in depth of Manuel Margot. That's that's what the, the front line guys are great. You need them to win. But when you start building back in guys like a talent like Manuel Margot, well, we're not relying on him on him to be the man. We just wanted him to be the man to assist the man. How about when, that makes you sick? How about when you know for years when you played when you were the Orioles and you played the right left matchup, right? Because you didn't have the you could you could alternate, let's say left field or something, right. or because you had, you didn't technically have a DH, you could get more lefties in your lineup when facing a right-handed pitcher. They have a left-handed lineup and a right-handed yeah. lineup that yeah. they can trot out any time. And and you're not look if if you lose a guy like JD Martinez and you put Manuel Margot in, are you losing something? Yeah, offensively, of course, but. You could put both those guys in the lineup because Martinez now can DH in the National League and you can make everything work. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is. It's an embarrassment of riches and they keep still making moves. And the Adam Manuel Margot and be able to bring him off the bench. It's kind of like when we talked about um, uh, what's the guy that plays shortstop for them in the outfield? Chris. Uh, Chris Turner. No, Chris, no, not Turner. Um, Was it Turner? No, it's not Turner. It's. Uh, why am I blanking on it? It doesn't matter. Like, but we're sitting here looking at a guy that. You can move in and out. You can play anywhere you want. And he should probably be a mainstay in the lineup, batting at the bottom of the lineup. But because they have so much talent, they move him around from position to position. You know, they had Justin Turner move on and go to the Red Sox because they could replace him. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's, I, I don't know what's going to happen with baseball because we keep talking about teams like Tampa Bay and when Baltimore does this with a low payroll. Taylor. Chris Taylor. Chris yeah. Taylor. Yeah. And again, another guy that came over, I think, from the Rays, too. 
Just plays multiple positions. Everything. Really good player. Plays everything. Man, that's uh, you, how much do you think they really are trying to go get JD Martinez? I mean, not go get him, keep him. Are they really? Uh, is that really? Where's that rank on the list of priorities? I mean, probably not for them. Now that you got Otani, yeah. Because um, it seems to me, if they really, really wanted him, that deal would have been done by now. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're trying to see what the market is and and then go from there. So you might, but you might have to DH Otani his whole first year too, uh, depending on. I'm I'm just wondering about his injury if they want him in the field or not. I know Who's he can that? swing a bat because of the pitching injury. Okay, yes. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the extent of that is, what it prohibits him from doing. Who's this? Otani. Otani. Oh, he's just going to be DH. That's what I'm saying. So if you're DHing him, do you want J.D. Martinez out in the field? Yeah. A rumor has it, and he could return to the Diamondbacks. Remember, he went from, what, Detroit, traded to the Diamondbacks. For one year, yeah. And then became a free agent. So he could be returning to the Diamondbacks um, at this point of his career. They're looking at the Diamondbacks, looking at both him, um, J.D. Martinez and Turner. From um, I know I'm talking about Turner now. Turner from the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, Justin Turner. Justin Turner. Yeah, they're looking at both of those two guys. So either one of those will be additions. Both right-handed run well, producers. And now I think the Dodgers become a team that I perpetually hate and root against. Where I never, I never had been that with them. But like, I this, think they're more hateable than the Yankees now. I think so. I mean, we probably hate the Yankees more because we're in the division with yeah. them. But uh, you know what they're doing is just it's it's essentially financial bullying. Around baseball, and it, like people go, oh, wow, you could spend more money. Of course, all the teams could spend more money, but they also have a business model in place where, when you look at the television mm-hmm. deal, when you look at everything else that's coming in, and when you look at ownership, not all owners are created equally, right? We, we don't. Some owners, I mean, we could look at some guys having fifteen billion and some guys having three or four. There's a big difference in that and what you're willing to spend and the area you're in. You can't tell me it's not a difference in being in L.A. See, or being in Arizona. And I'm glad you said yeah. that because people talk about owners spending money. Owners aren't spending their money. I mean, it's it's. Well, how many owners are going in their their pockets? I think Artie Marino was one of them that was trying to do it before he was going to sell the team with the Angels. But again, you saw what that got him. Yeah, I, I just you know these guys have tremendous resources and that's what they're doing. That's where it comes from. And by the way, I'm done, done with this and talking about players trying to get the most money and everybody wanting them to take a hometown discount. No. Because, I, like, again, I would love to see my guys stay here and, and, and play for less. But why would I ever expect that of anyone when That's you don't so have a like, You got guys term. making billions yeah. of dollars and then you're mad at the guys for making millions. Right. I'm, I'm done with that. 410-583-1057 is the number. Gordon McGinnis joins us at 830. Don't go anywhere. But on the other side, the NBA has spoken in the Draymond Green situation. That's what's trending up next on The Fan. What's trending in social media and in sports, the NBA has spoken with an indefinite suspension of Draymond Green for striking Phoenix Sun Center, Yusef uh, Nurkic. In the face during Tuesday night's game, Green received a flagrant two for the striking uh, of the player and was subsequently ejected for the third time this season. According to the NBA's release, the indefinite suspension, quote, takes into account Green's repeated history of unsportsmanlike acts. Jeremy, as I said yesterday, to me, this is a man who's about to implode and needs some anger management. I love him. I really do. I, I like. I think he's such a difference maker for that Warriors team. Right now, the Warriors aren't even in. You know, if the season ended today, they wouldn't even be in the playing games, and they've got a lot of work to do. They uh, offered Clay Thompson an extension earlier this year, two years at twenty-four million apiece. So what, forty-eight million total for him, and he turned it down. Now they won't even offer him that back. So I think yeah. this Warriors team that we've known is done. The question is, what happens from here? Um, but Draymond, it's it's a history like uh, of repeated issues and 
maybe some of them are deserved. Like, I did like what he said afterwards. He goes, look, I'm not one to apologize. I didn't mean to do that to Yusuf. Right. Um, so he apologized to Nurkic for it. Right. But somebody else had pointed out, um, who was it? Was it Swaggy P? Somebody somebody had said that he, he has a history of going after foreign players, which well, Jordan Poole wasn't, but, you know, like some of the other guys were. Rudy Gobert multiple times, yeah. you know, so... I don't know. It's just it's an ugly look. That was such a stupid just, thing that he did. Here's yeah, what I mean. Oh, Stephen Adams is from foreign. Yeah. And, Steve, and all those Stephen Adams and Yusuf Nurkic are two guys that aren't to be messed with. Yeah, I, don't I know. But this is what uh, Draymond Green had to say after the incident. As you know, I'm not one to apologize for things I meant to do, but I do apologize to Yusuf because I didn't intend to hit him. Uh, I sell calls with my arm, fall or to sell a call. I don't. I'm not a flopper. So I was just selling the car because he was grabbing me and pulling my hip back. So I spun away, and unfortunately, I hit him. And so, like I said, I apologize to you, Seth, because I didn't intend to hit him. It looks like he was doing exactly that. However, however, I think the NBA is justified in this suspension because of, like they said, you are, as Joe just said in my ear, an habitual line stepper. Yes. Yeah. You are a habitual line stepper, man, and that, and you are a victim of your own BS right now. Not my fault. <laughs> not my fault. I mean, he keeps doing this stuff though, like, and and it's not just it's hurting his team. Whereas I've talked about how important he is to that team. He is now a distraction. Yes, officially a distraction. Uh, you know. it's just his body of work just sucks. It's just, and if, I mean, I watched the video a ton. Well, I, I love it. It looked like he was doing exactly what he said he was doing because it wasn't a swing. His arms were like, like he was flapping out, flailing mm. out. But doesn't matter. You made eye con- you made contact with the man's face. Based on who you are, yeah. you won't get the benefit of the doubt. Did you? That's the problem. Did you see Isaiah Stewart last night? So Patrick Beverly's backing up into him and elbows him right in the ribs. And so Isaiah Stewart looks at the official like, "What is that?" And he did it again. So then later on, <laughs> Pat Beverly comes up to set a pick. And Isaiah Stewart goes, eh, I'd like you to be over here, and just throws him, just like levels him, and then he kicked him out of the game. So it's Pat Bev doing his nonsense to get somebody else, but Draymond's not even doing stuff like that. He's not just trying to get under your skin. He's turning around and getting himself kicked out of the game. Yeah. In March, Jonathan Majors was arrested over a confrontation with his girlfriend, Grace Jabari, uh, who was a British dancer and movement coach during a car ride in Manhattan. According to prosecutors, she was grabbed she grabbed the phone out of the actor's hand after seeing a text, presumably from another woman, saying, I wish I was kissing you right now. Majors tried to snatch the phone back. Jabari previously testified. Uh, she claims Majors pulled her finger, twisted her arm behind her back, and hit her in the head. The released photos of Jabari's injuries shared by Variety uh, show her bruised middle finger and a gash behind her ear. After the couple's driver stopped the car and the pair got out, Jabari says Majors threw her back into the vehicle. The prosecutor said, uh, has said footage of the incident shows Majors repeatedly pushing Jabari back into the vehicle with all of his force. Again, according to Rodney. In a surveillance video, I don't know if you guys saw this yes. yesterday, <laughs> shared by TMZ on yes. Wednesday, Majors is showing picking Jabari up after she gets out of the backseat and placing her back in the vehicle. After she leaves the car again, the two head to the sidewalk where they get into a short scuffle. Jabari then chases at the majors. Majors attorneys have claimed that Jabari was the aggressor in the incident. The high driver uh, testified earlier this week that Majors was not doing anything and Jabari was doing everything according to reports from People and Variety. Again, the video 
shows majors running from Jabari. Yes. What happened before then? Before the video surveillance? I don't know. But the video shows him running away from her. For blocks. I mean, it's ridiculous. Have you seen this video? He's It's literally city blocks. He's running. At least know, six. Get, yeah, at least six to get away from her. I, I don't even know. What they, I mean, he's picking it up and putting it down. Yes. Well, it sounds like, uh, I mean, a couple incidents. So we had the, the Matt Arise, Arise incident from the San Diego State punter that was accused, and that was just dropped. Um, you know, we've talked about some of the other ones. It doesn't mean that other things hadn't gone on between them. Right. But, like, Marvel is talking about, like, they filmed the Loki stuff, so he's in Loki, but they've already talked about moving on from him and creating a new... They kind of, they, they, they have pivoted to write him out yeah. of the future. Yeah. And I I don't know what they're going to do. I mean... It sounded like Doctor Doom was going to become, like, the new bad guy, and they're going to introduce the Fantastic Four, but... Well, yeah, and they were still going to... They were still going to put all that stuff in there anyway, but I, I don't know if they'll hold on to him. I hope they do, because I thought I really liked him in Loki and his character, and there was he's a really great actor. But he's a tremendous actor, man. He, I mean, even the, but even his co-stars have said that he's hard to deal with. There's a pattern of odd behavior with him, so... I mean, obviously, they're not saying that he beats... <laughs> He beats his girlfriends, but I think that I think Disney is just kind of like everyone hates our movies right now. Anyway, maybe we should <laughs> maybe we should try something else and pivot. I, lo- I love them crappy movies. I though. love them in the harder they fall. You seen that one? Yep. Oh, that was a great no. movie. Oh, oh it was that a great movie, movie. You can ask my wife. That's a Netflix, great movie, when man. I'm, when I'm scrolling through Netflix and that movie pops up, I watch it. Was it yeah. a remake of the old Harder They Fall? I, I'm so, it's a it's boxing like, movie. No, no, no. This is mm, a Western. cowboy movie. Cowboy uh, Western movie. It's uh. It's actually produced. One of the producers is Jay Z. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a tremendous. It's kind of a cowboy musical. Yeah, Idris Elba's in it. Yeah. Um. You know, you've got you've got a lot of it's it, a lot of uh, my girl Zazie's in it. Oh, I love Zazie. Delroy Lindo's in it. Yeah. Um. Uh, Regina King. You can't forget Regina King, man. She's in it. A lot of young black actors that you would. Uh. I, I'm forgetting the guy that was in. Um. It's a black western. Yeah. Yeah. The guy that was in Get Out, but not the main character. He was the one in the beginning. Yeah, well, he was the, the first one that couldn't get out. Why can't uh, I can't think of his He's name? a tremendous actor, too. Yeah. Is it Lakeith? Le- Le- yeah, Lakeith. Lakeith Stanfield? St- Stanfield, yeah. yeah. Lakeith Stanfield. He's, he's really good. If you ever get a chance to watch the original The Harder They Fall, you should watch it. It's basically, it's kind of, it looks like it's based on Primo Canera. Mm-hmm. Um, about being a boxer who's used by the mob and, and just fixing. It's You got to take the fall. Yeah, I just, you know, it's, and you got some real, I'm just looking at the uh, IMDb now, you got Max Bears in the Jersey, Joe Walcott, hmm. um, some old fighters, Rusty Lane, um, Humphrey Bogart, Rod Steiger, it's, it's a great movie. And that's what's trending, 410-583-1057, that's the number, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. What's the future of Bill Belichick? We'll talk about that at 815, but on the other side, NFL owners vote to increase the number of international games. What does this mean for the league and the teams? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 